So let's do this. Let's take our Bibles. We're going to go to two spots tonight. James chapter number four, James chapter number four in verse number seven. And then we're going to flip over to first Peter, which should be only a few pages for you. Uh, first Peter chapter five in uh, verse eight and nine. How many of y'all are glad to be saved? How many of you glad the devil can't do a blessed thing about it? Amen. Amen. We have been, we have really been talking about and discussing uh, the last few weeks dealing with the topic of being not conformed to this world, you know, uh, dealing with the, the pressures of the world, dealing with the struggles of the world and how the world is trying to pressure us. The world is being led, being directed, uh, being ran by Satan himself. He is the God of this world. And, uh, but I'm glad greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Amen. Amen. And, uh, so, uh, with that being said, uh, I know, I know it's never easy. It's never easy to do the right thing. It's just never easy. Uh, many times it's going to take sacrifice. Many times it's going to take commitment. Uh, sometimes it's, uh, doing the right thing is painful. Doing the right thing is hard. And Satan's going to do everything he can to come against us. He's going to do everything he can to tempt us. Uh, he's going to do everything he can to conform us to this world. But we're going to fight. Say amen. amen. We're going to resist him. And so that's what we're going to deal with tonight. We're going to take the word resist and do an acrostic of that word and just take what God's word says about how, how do we fight? I want to, I want to put up a fight. I don't want to, I don't want to go down. Listen, I, I don't, I, I hated it. I always hated it. If you ever uh, got struck out watching, if I'm going to strike out, I'm going to be swinging, baby. Say amen. Let's go down swinging. Let's go down with a fight. And by the way, we're not going to go down. We win. We win. So James chapter number four in verse number seven. If you found your spot, say amen. amen. Submit yourself. Let's just read it together. Everybody read it together. Here we go. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Let's read it again. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Amen. That sounds good to me. Hey. Yeah. First Peter chapter five. First Peter chapter five in verse number eight. <clears throat> be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And that tells me he is actively desiring, trying to devour you, to destroy you. And so we have a responsibility by God in verse nine, whom, what's that word? Say it again. Resist. Resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Now let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for your blessings. Uh, Lord, thank you for hungry people. Lord, it's great to look out here and see a crowd, especially with the weather as nasty as it is. Lord, they have, they have come out to hear from you. And I pray they will. I pray they will not leave disappointed. I pray it'll be practical 
easy to apply and use so we can be strengthened, uh, we can be edified, we can be built up, and we can be soldiers going out to fight in the battle we're in. And God will praise you and thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray and all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. Lord, don't let me say nothing I'm not supposed to. And don't let me forget anything I am supposed to. Don't want to forget that part. Amen. Amen. If you take your notes, if you take your notes, the word resist, it means to stand against or stand in opposition of, stand opposed. Uh, I'm afraid there's way too many Christians when it comes to temptation, when it comes to fighting the devil, they're just, they're just throwing in the towel too much and they're not standing they're not resisting steadfast in the faith. And, and so I want to I just take just some really, really practical things on how we can do this. Uh, we're, we're going to have to do this. If we don't do this, we're going to be a train wreck and the devil will accomplish his mission in devouring God's people. Are y'all with me? Say amen. amen. And so we're going to take the, the, the letters to resist. And, uh, and just use some practical helps that we can, we can do every single day in our fight against Satan. All right. So number one, number one, what's the first letter? All right. Write this word down. When we resist the devil, the first thing we're going to have to do before we do anything, first thing we're going to have to do is remember, remember, write that down. When we come against Satan, when we fight against Satan, when we are tempted by Satan, uh, and by the way, if he tempted the Lord Jesus, he's going to tempt you too. We're going to have to deal with it too. And so when, when that does happen, when that day does come and that, that struggle is upon us, the first thing we do is remember. All right, what do we remember, preacher? First of all, we remember he's a liar. Everybody say that. He's a, he's a liar. The Bible says, the Bible says, ye are of your father, the devil and the lust of your, now, by the way, you ain't the ye here. This is the Pharisees. He's talking about right here. Okay. It's the Pharisee. He says, ye are the, of your father, the devil and the lust of your father, ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him when he speaketh a lie. He speaketh of his own, for he is a liar. And uh, not only is he a liar, but he's the originator of lies. He's the beginning of lies. He's the source of lies. Now, why is that important? Why is that important that we remember that Satan's a liar? When it comes to resisting the devil, that Satan is a liar. Because when he tells you that God doesn't care about you, you need to remember He's a liar. When he tells you you're not going to make it, you need to remember he's a liar. When he tells you you're not worth anything, you need to remember he's a liar. When he tells you that you're going to go under, that God cannot supply your need, you need to remind him he is a liar. He's a liar. Everything he comes against you is with a lie. He lies. He's going to lie every step of the way. He is a liar. Now, now let's be honest a minute. Can y'all be honest with me just about 15 seconds here? 
How many of y'all have really had Satan come against you to try to convince you in some ways because of the difficulty you've been in that God don't care about you? Do you remember, do you remember when the disciples were in the boat and Jesus is asleep in the boat and there, the, the storm has come, the rains have fell and, and, and they feel like the ship's going to go under. They're scared to death. They think they're going to die. And the, when they came to Jesus, they woke Jesus up. And the very first thing they said to Jesus is, carest thou not that we perish. Where do you reckon they got that idea from? Here we are in a storm. Here we are, the the boat's filling up. Here we are, the lightning's scaring us to death. The the, the thunder's crashing and the waves are, listen, we're going to die and Jesus is asleep. He doesn't even, where did they get that idea from? How many of y'all been there? In your storm. In your difficulty, in your trial, in your tragedy. I, I, I just got off the phone just a few minutes ago uh, with a young man. I preached his mother's funeral just about three months ago. Matter of fact, yesterday was three months. Some of the dearest friends we have, she, she got COVID and, and passed away, went to South Carolina and done her funeral. And her oldest grandson was killed in a house fire Sunday morning. And I guarantee you, Satan is on their back saying, listen, if God cared about you, how how could God care about you and let this happen? Listen, Satan's going to come against you with every lie you can ever imagine. You're going through this because you're a rotten sinner. Oh, if you, how about this one? I love this one. Boy, if you was a Christian, you wouldn't have done that. Well, let me tell you, there's some really good Christians have done some really stupid things. David was a man after God's own heart, a man after God's own heart. And yet he committed adultery and murder. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm just saying this. The devil's going to try to convince you of all kinds of things, but you need to tell him you are a liar. liar. And then this is, this one's really important. This is really important. You need to understand and remember that he is an angel of light. You need to write that down. He's an angel of light. You say, what, what, where are you getting at with this? I want you to, I want you to turn, I want you to turn with me. I'm going to kind of show you how he operates. I want you to turn with me to Genesis chapter number three. Genesis chapter number three. This is going to be a real Bible study. We're going to turn in our Bible. It would help if you have one. And I'm not trying to be smart. If you don't have one, I'll get you one. And I mean that. I'm I'm serious. If you you can't get a Bible, I want you to have a Bible. It will really help you. All right. Now look in Genesis chapter number three. If you're there, say amen. amen. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. Now who has, who has... Uh, indwelled this serpent? The devil. the devil. Satan is speaking here. This is Satan in the body of a serpent. Now the serpent was more subtle, means slick, deceptive, trickery. All right. 
he was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not uh, eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, No, no, watch, watch. You see, listen, Eve, let, let me help you with something. You know, I hate to break this to you, but the only reason that God doesn't want you to eat that tree is because when you eat of that tree, you're going to be like the gods. And you're going to be just like God. And, and listen, God don't want you to be, God's holding out on you. That's what, that, that's, that's the Alabama translation of what you just read. He just knows that the day that you eat of this fruit, you're going to be as God and you're going to know good and evil. He's holding out on you, Eve. What was the devil doing? He's coming as a friend. He's coming, he's coming and he's, he's trying to come across as he's, he's after the best for you. He is for your good. And he's trying to cause you to doubt. First of all, he's lying. He's lying. And, and then he's coming across like he's your best friend. Are y'all with me? He doesn't come. See, we got to get out of our head that the devil's going to come at you like a cartoon character. He's red with, with horns and a, and a pitchfork and a, and a pointy tail. That's not Satan. Satan comes as an angel of light. He comes as somebody that's pure and holy and for your best interest. He just wants what's best for you. Look at, look at, let's look at when, how he came to Jesus. Let's look at how he came to Jesus. Turn with me to Matthew. Matthew chapter five. And by the way, that didn't turn out well for Eve. Are y'all with me? We got a lot of stuff to cover, so I didn't finish reading it, but y'all know what happened. Matthew. Matthew chapter five. Excuse me, Matthew chapter four, that's a typo. Matthew chapter four, right in your notes. I think I put, didn't I put five in your notes? It's four. Matthew chapter four, verse one through three. So fix that. Matthew four, one through three. Watch this. Then was led, then was led Jesus up into the, uh, up, excuse me, slow down. Man, I got so much I want to talk about. I hope I'm going to get finished with this. Then was led Jesus, then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Now keep in mind that Jesus is all man. He's all God, but he's all man. So as a man, he would get hungry. As a man, he would get tired. As a man, uh, he would, he would be weary at the well. You remember at the, at the, at the well, he was hungry and he thirsted. Uh, uh, he slept in the boat because he was physically exhausted. All right now, but he's up in this wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, now what happens when you don't eat for 40 days and 40 nights? 
you get hungry. Now, here's another thing. It's really not in your notes, but you need to write this down. Satan will attack you when you're weak. When you're weak. All right. He was afterward a hungered. And when the tempter came, when the tempter came, he said, if thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Now watch, watch. Everybody look at me a minute. He is not questioning. He is not questioning. In other words, said, if you're, if you're the son of God, prove it. That, that's not what he's doing here. You got to understand this. He's not saying if you're who, because see, that's what they did to Jesus on the cross. Do you remember? If you are who you say you are, then, then save us, save yourself and save us. That was not this. That was not this at all. What the devil is doing. And and if there was anybody on the planet who knew exactly who Jesus was, it was the devil. So the devil is not questioning the authenticity of the claim that Jesus is making as the son of God. That's not what he's doing. He's doing the same thing that he came against Eve with. He's coming as an angel of. And this is the, so I, we could word it this way, man, you are God's son. What in the world are you doing hungry? Turn these stones into bread. How in the world would your heavenly father allow you to be hungry like this? You see the difference? Satan knew who he was. Satan wasn't questioning his identity. Satan was trying to convince him, listen, to use his power outside of the permission of his heavenly father, which would have been disobedience, which would have been sin, which would have disqualified him to be the Messiah. So he comes and he's, he's coming as if he cared for Jesus. Now, now watch guys, watch everybody. Look at me. Everybody look at me. This is very important. He wants to destroy Jesus bad. Why? Because if we go back to that moment in the garden with Eve, God made a prediction and a prophetic announcement. And said, Satan, I'm going to put enmity between your seed and the woman's seed. He is going to, you're going to bruise his heel and he's going to bust your head. That's not King James, but that's. And listen, listen, a head wound meant is it. Are y'all with me? And so the devil knows that there's somebody coming that's going to destroy me. There's somebody coming that's going to defeat me. There's somebody coming. God, the father has said and prophesied and said in the future, there's going to be one to come and to defeat the God of this world. And Satan knows that Jesus is that one. He is the one that's promised. He is the Messiah. And now he's trying to destroy the promised seed. But watch what he does. He doesn't attack him with demons. He he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't. Listen, 
He doesn't indwell wild animals to try to eat them alive. He comes to him concerned. He comes to him as if he's a caring friend, concerned that he's hungry. Why would you? Don't, man, don't be hungry. Let's just turn these stones into bread. Now, why is that so important for us to see? Because there's going to be many times in your life, there's going to be people in your life, influenced from Satan, that's going to come like they're your friend. Listen, it ain't that big a deal. Everybody's doing it. God will understand. Listen, don't listen to him. He's a liar and he's a deceiver. He's a deceiver. Listen, we got a lot to cover. I, I, I want to spend more time on that, but you, you get the point. It says in 2 Corinthians eleven thirteen, for such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Number two. What's the first thing? What's the first thing? When we, when we come against Satan, stand against Satan, resist the devil, first of all, we must remember, remember two things. Remember, he's A. And B, he's A. All right, number two. Write this down. We need to evaluate. We need to evaluate. Okay, preacher, what do we evaluate? First of all, first of all, We evaluate, do I flee? Is this a fleeing situation? B, do I fight? Do I flee or do I fight? The Bible says resist the devil. Says resist steadfast in the faith. Resist means to stand in oppositions, to stand against. Fight the good fight of faith. Man, what do I do? Do I flee or do I fight? Now, where do we get that from? There's two things that you see in scripture where it says to flee. Flee idolatry and flee sexual immorality. All right. Now, you you men in here especially, ladies too, everybody. But guys, really, you pay attention. We are not supposed to fight temptation when it comes to the backseat of somebody's car. Here, here, y'all, y'all heard about little Johnny in the, in, in the, in the, uh, the, 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 the closet with all the food in it. What do you call them? Pantry in the pantry. You know, mom's walking by the kitchen and, 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 and she hears a cookie jar rattling in the pantry and said, Johnny. Where are you at? I'm in the pantry, mama. What you doing in the pantry? He said, I'm fighting temptation. <laughs> Guess what? We ain't got no business fighting temptation in the pantry. We don't fight sexual temptation in the back seat of somebody's car. We don't fight temptation at, at, at a motel room somewhere or in an office somewhere when we're alone with the opposite sex with somebody who is not our spouse. You say, what do we do? We run. 
We flee. We get out of Dodge. Are y'all with me? One of the greatest examples of that is Joseph. Joseph, y'all know the story with Joseph. Joseph and Potiphar's wife. Joseph was a young man. Uh, I mean, young man, full of everything. Y'all with me? Yeah, I mean, he's got it. He, he's, he's probably a handsome young man. He must have been handsome because she was so hot for him. And, and, and here we go. Don't look at me that way. I know what I'm talking about. She said, come lay with me. No, no, no. Yo, come lay with me. She called him alone. Nobody in the house. And what happened? She grabbed him and he took off. He, he ran. She had his coat, but she didn't get his character. You know what he knew? I'm a red blooded boy. If I stay here any longer. Hello. Sometimes you've got to flee. Don't resist temptation. Flee, run, run. <laughs> I want to tell a story. I'm going to tell it. <clears throat> when my father, my father was in a wreck down in Florida is when they still live down in Florida. <clears throat> and and uh, both of us in the hospital, my mom and my dad. And uh, y'all going to laugh at me, but it, it it's happens just like I'm fixing to tell you. <clears throat> and so I said, I'll be down there. My sister calls me, tell me what happened. So I said, I'm getting a car. I'm going to go straight down. And I'm driving all night. And it's like 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm coming through Tifton, Tifton, Georgia. And it's, you know, on I-75, there ain't nothing. It's just, you know, nothing. Finally, they get an exit. I can't keep my eyes open. I'm telling you, I'm just I can't, I'm trying to stay awake. I pull over there and there was one car in the parking lot. <clears throat> I walk in, couldn't find the guy, the, the, the store manager or whoever. There was no, so I just went on in and got me a Mountain Dew. I remember it just like it was yesterday. I got me a Mountain Dew and a cappuccino. <clears throat> I'm fitting to wake up. <clears throat> and so I walked to the counter and I set it down. And, and you know how when you're there, you hear somebody come in, you know, there's somebody else in the store with you. Well, I, I get there and I'm paying and, and I went to walk out and I stepped at the, on the sidewalk where the curb is and there was a, a, a BMW sitting right beside my, my truck. And there was a young lady in there and three o'clock in the morning, they'd been out partying, whatever. And, and, and I looked over there and, and she had her hands on the wheel and she went. I'm barely awake. I stepped to the curb. I said, you need something? She said, I need mouth to mouth. Now, do not laugh when I tell you what I'm fixing to tell you. Well, y'all promise not to laugh. This was my response. You reckon you're going to be all right? That's exactly what she did. And then it hit me. 
I got in my truck. Uh, Brother Willie, you know that song you were singing in the boat that day about Charlie Daniels and, and, and throwing gravels everywhere? I was throwing gravels. I hit 75 so fast, you ain't never seen a truck go so fast. And I'm telling you, I'm shaking in my truck, scared me to death. Why didn't you witness it? Now, it, I fled. Listen, that's kind of funny, but we need to flee from the secretary at work. We need to flee from places and things. We don't have no business. Hey, listen, we need to flee from in front of that computer screen. Don't try to fight it. Run. Turn it off. Stop. Say when, listen, but also he says flee idolatry. I would always use the fornication. I mean, that's obvious. There ain't no, it's easy to say, hey, you, we don't even fight temptation because right. it's too hard, it's too difficult. But he said flee idolatry. You know what idolatry is? Putting anything before God. And God said that is so dangerous, that is so wicked, that is so bad that you don't even need to try to fight temptation. You need to Flee. You need to flee. Why? Because the moment you start putting something before God, you're headed for trouble. Are y'all with me? Say amen. amen. So we need to evaluate this situation. We need to evaluate. Do we say it with me? Do we flee or do we do we fight? Now, we're going to talk about what to do if we fight. Now, if we flee, there ain't nothing to do but run. Fast. Immediately. Don't look back. Are y'all with me? But in a minute, we're going to say, okay, if we fight, this is what we do. Okay? If you're, if you're following me, say amen. So, number one, R stands for? Say it with me. Remember. Number two, E stands for? Evaluate. Number three, write this down. This is very important. Submit. Submit. Why, why do you think, why do you think he says in James chapter four, verse seven, before he says resist, he says, submit yourselves therefore to God. Submit yourself therefore to God. Two things. We need to submit to, first of all, God's purposes for our life. God's purposes for our life. You see, here's the thing. Here's what we need to understand. We have two roads we can go on, right? We, I've got my will and then there's his will. Now, when I choose his will, I have his, he's got my back. I have his support. I have his favor. I have his blessings. I have his provisions. But if I'm over here trying to get my own thing done, I'm on my own. own. Now, let me tell you, everybody, look at me for a minute. Everybody, look at me for a minute. You're no match for the devil on your own. You're no match for the devil on your own. 
You cannot face him. You cannot defeat him on your own. So we need to submit to the will of God. Preacher, I tell you, the devil's been beating me up. Well, what is it that you haven't submitted to when it comes to God's will for your life? What area of your life have you not submitted to him? For instance, let's just take this for instance, since we're on this subject, on this conforming to the world. What area of your life has the Lord convicted you of when we were dealing with conforming to the world that you hadn't let go of? That even though God was convicting you about it, even though God was dealing with your heart about it, you say, but just, I, I just can't let that go or I just can't. Then you're not submissive. You have not submitted to his will for your life, his purpose for your life, his direction for your life. God doesn't want some of you. He wants. Are y'all with me? God wants total commitment. Hello, everybody awake? We got to submit. Okay, Lord, whatever you want, whatever your will is for my life, not my will, but thy will be done. So we submit to his purpose for our life. Okay, I'm lined up. I'm lined up with what God wants for my life. I'm lined up doing what he'd have me to do. If I am lined up with him, I have his favor. I have his provision. I have his protection. And I, Brother Rufus Edmondson, he said something one time I'll never forget. He said, if you're in the will of God, the, gun, the devil's gunpowder will not burn till God's ready for it too. In other words, there ain't nothing the devil can come against you with. God will not allow anything to come against you to defeat you if you're lined up with his will. But as I said, if you're doing your own thing, you are on your own. own. Now, so we submit to his purpose for our life, first of all. Then write this down. This is really practical. We submit to his promptings. His promptings. Now, what is that? 1 Corinthians 10, 13, there hath no temptation taken you, but that such is common to man. But God is, I love that. Say it, amen. Amen. But God is, he will not let us down. Amen. God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will, watch this. But will with the temptation make a way. make a way. Say this with me. He'll make a way. Say it again. He'll make a way for you to escape that ye may be able to bear it. Now, now watch this now. Watch this. This word escape doesn't mean you get out of the temptation. It means you escape the damage. You escape the failure. You escape falling. You will be able to endure it. You will be able to go through it. God didn't take the temptation away from Jesus in the, in the wilderness, but he gave him the ability to escape falling and he was able to endure and win the battle with Satan. If that makes sense, say amen. God will make a way. God will give you what you need. God will lead. Now watch this now. Watch this. This is so important. Look at this next verse. Matthew 6, 13. 
Matthew 6, 13. This is in the pattern of prayer that God taught us to pray when they asked, the disciples asked Jesus, will you teach us to pray? And this is what he said. When you pray, you need to say this. And lead, say it with me. And lead us not into temptation. Say it again. And now, when you lead somebody, when you lead somebody, you're in the, you're in the front. So the people behind you have a responsibility to, y'all get where I'm going with that? See, we're going to have to submit to his promptings. We're going to have to submit when he says, don't go in there. We got to submit when he says, turn the channel. We got to submit when he says, you ain't got no business watching that. We got to submit when he says, this is not a good friend for you. This person is not a good influence in your life. You don't need to be hanging with them. This person is bad for your spiritual health. You have to submit to his prompting. He can lead, but he will not make you. You see where we come in on this deal? God will lead you. God will guide you. God will say, hey, this is bad for you. This is good for you. This is the direction I want you to go. This is where I want you to be. This is what I want you to do. But we have to submit to the promptings of the Holy Spirit and not grieve the Holy Spirit in our life. I tell you what, I just keep getting, devil just been beating me up. Well, what have you not been submitting to? Everybody? You with me? There's a problem. And it's not on his end. He doesn't want you to fall. He wants you to be victorious. He will lead you in the right way. He will prompt you. He will. It's been about three times this week. I've been flipping through the channels. Flipping through the channels. And stop on one. God said, "Mm mm-mm. Nothing even bad happened yet. No, I didn't, even, I didn't even get a chance to let something happen bad so I could turn the channel. God said, you need to go ahead and turn it because it's coming. Are y'all with me? He will lead us. Now, let me help you with something on this other verse. Uh, Cesar, come up here a minute. Willie, Travis, Johnny, Hunter, Hunter and Hunter. Come up here quick, 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 quick. Hurry, 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 hurry. Cesar. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> Cesar's my fighter. <clears throat> Cesar's my fighter. I'm his, I'm his fight promoter. That's right. Don Malcolm King. <clears throat> All right. Now watch. Now, I'm going to stay in, stay in the square so fair you can see you right there. That's why we got to do it right here. All right, now, now go back to that verse. Go back to the, the other verse, right? Now watch this. Y'all stay right here. Y'all stay right here. Look what it says. There hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able. Now watch. We got, it. We got a line of fighters here. Line up over here. Y'all can't see all of them, but I got one, two, three, four, five. These are temptations. All right. This is my fighter. I'm God. God is our fight promoter. What does the fight promoter do? He's the one sets up the fights. 
And when that when that that promoter is trying to set up a good record, he's not going to allow a fighter. He thinks it can beat his fighter yet to his fighters ready. Are y'all with me? So he will evaluate. Yeah, I believe he can take you. (laughs) So he'll set that up. Now, by the way, watch this now. God knows. Now, a a real modern day fight promoter, he hopes. But God knows. If he allows it, he can. He's looking. No, no, I've seen you you go. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I believe he can take you. Lord, no, tiny, get out of here. No, I've seen you too. You see what happened? God just filtered through. He just filtered through attacks and temptations the devil. Now, the devil wanted to bring all of them. But God will only allow what he knows you have the ability to handle. Are y'all with me? Does that make sense? Now, watch this. That makes it even worse when we do fall. Because we shouldn't have. Because God will never allow. He will never allow ones that's more than what we can handle. And even with them, even with them, he's going to lead him. In how to whoop them. Does that make sense? All right, give them a hand. They did great. That that was just an illustration, guys. I I think y'all might have could have took him. I think y'all might have could have took him. But hey, he's pretty fast. He's pretty fast. He plays soccer. Amen. And what's that other one? Pickleball. Pickleball. I couldn't even get it over the net. All right. Now, watch this. Watch this. Submit. We got to submit this prompting. Stop when he says stop. Turn when he says turn. Go when he says go. All right. Now, number four. How are we doing in time? Oh, we're good. We're good. All right. Number four. Now, here's how we're going to fight. Here's how we're going to fight. You remember I said, do we flee? What do we do when we flee? What else? What else? Nothing. Just run. I thought I was clear on that. Okay. If we flee, what do we do? Run. What else? Just run. Okay. All right. My goodness. Y'all forget so soon. But if we got to fight, if it's time, let's get it on. If we're going to have to stand. If it's going to be a struggle and we, it's time to fight, I stands for involve. There's, some, there's something we got to involve in this fight. And it's not your intellect either. One of the coolest things I think is in the whole entire Bible is what we read in Matthew 4 when Jesus fought the devil. So he's being tempted, but it's a fight. He is resisting the devil. 
By the way, by the way, just in case I forget this later, I'm going to go ahead and say it now. He resisted the devil, and then what did the devil do? He left. What does God promise to us if we'll resist him? The devil will flee from you. All right, now watch. Now watch. We got to involve something, not your intellect, not your ability. Say, what do we use? The same exact thing Jesus used. Now watch this. Think about this. Think about this. Jesus has all power. He has all might. He could speak to the winds and the waves and they cease and obey him. He can speak to dead bodies and they come back to life. He can touch blinded eyes and heal lame legs. And he done kick the devil out of heaven one time. And, and Jesus could have just as easily flicked him off the planet. But guess what? Guess what? Watch this, everybody. Look at me. You can't. You can't do that. So what did Jesus do? He did something that you can do. He fought the devil in a way that you can fight it. You see, Jesus came to be our example. So guess what? He said, I'm going to do it the way they can. I'm going to teach them how to do it by doing it myself as an example so they can do it too. Are y'all with me? Say amen. So here's what we do. We involve the scriptures. We involve the scriptures. What did Jesus say? There's a, there's a reoccurring phrase. Every temptation, and by the way, every temptation was, was, was based on the world. If y'all remember, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And by the way, if you'll go back to Genesis, that was the same way he attacked, he attacked her. Watch this. The lust of the flesh, the physical appetite. Eve saw that the food, the, 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 the tree was good for food. The lust of the eyes, the appeal of the eye said it was also pleasant to the eye. And then the pride of life. It was something that was looked to make one wise. Isn't that amazing? All three parts of what the world, how the world operates in sin and in destruction was the attack against Eve. And the same thing was used in all three times that Satan was tempting Christ. He tempted him with the lust of the flesh, turn the bread into stone or the stones into bread, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. All three times. Now watch this. Every single time Jesus's first words were, it is it is written. So preacher, what do we do when we're facing the devil? We use scripture. We use scripture. Now, now, here's the thing. We got to remember. In one of those situations, the devil tried to use the word against the word. He quoted him a little scripture too. But the problem was he was quoting the word to the word. And he was misquoting it, taking it out of context. 
So what does that even tell us? We need to know the word. We need to know the word. We just can't be willy-nilly with with scripture because we have to keep it in context. The power is in the word. Okay? Every single time he used the word against whatever the temptation was, they say, what did he say? All right. When he, when he said, hey, turn this, these stones into bread, he said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Every time he quoted scripture. Now, let me, let me help, especially you guys. Whatever your weakness is, what did he attack? What did he, what was the first attack he made? What was the first attack he made? What, was Je- what, what had Jesus been doing? Fasting. So he was. So what was the first attack? With, with, with food. He was attacking his area of guys, gals. You need to know your weakness. And everybody's got one. Everybody's got one. Some people have weakness for alcohol. Some people have weakness with lust. Some people have, we, we all have weaknesses. We all have them. You need to make sure you have some scripture to support your weakness. You need to memorize it. You don't, you don't need to say, I need to find a verse for this in the moment. You need to be prepared. This, I, Brother Craig said something to me a long time ago. I'll never forget. I'll never forget. He said, you have to make up your mind before it happens. If you wait till it happens... Before to make up your mind whether you're going to or not, you've already failed. And you need to know your weaknesses, whatever that might be. Whether if, if sexual temptation is a weakness, if 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 uh, doubting is a weakness, if if uh, worry is a weakness, whatever whatever your weakness is, whatever it is. All right, y'all saw me post something. Y'all saw me post something on Facebook, and I said, "Does it feel like you did, the devil's just had your number?" That he's just been beating the fire out of you. All right, what area have you been struggling? What area have you felt weak? What what area in your life does it feel like the devil has just got a club beating you over the head with? Whatever that area is, go to God's word and get some scripture to support that area in your life. If I I struggled with alcohol, I'd memorize. I'd memorize Proverbs. Wine is a mocker, strong drink is raging. They that are deceived thereby are not wise. You know, Job said, uh, I've made a covenant with my eyes. Why should I then look upon a maid? If If I look upon a woman to lust after her in my heart, I've committed adultery already in my heart. If thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. Man, get some verses. Get some scripture. And so when Satan comes, and he will, you can quote it. You don't need to be trying to find bullets for your gun. You need to be loaded. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Amen. All right. So when when it's time to fight, we involve what? The scriptures. All right. Say that with me. We involve the. All right. B. We involve the suit. The suit, the whole armor. Ephesians 6, 11, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Wiles is deception, guys. It's trickery. It's lies. 
Deception. Now let's go through these fast, okay? Because I'm, uh, uh, the clock's malfunctioning again. <clears throat> okay, girdle of truth. Girdle of truth. All right, that, the girdle was a leathern belt that the Roman soldier, and by the way, I, I, I've never thought about it this way, but he was writing this when he was chained to a Roman soldier. So he's writing, trying to encourage the church of Ephesus, and he looks over and sees this soldier in his outfit. Yeah, that's good right there. And he uses this as an illustration to help us see this. Now, the, the girdle, that leather belt that went around, that's where the sword would hang on. Matter of fact, all the armor would be attached to that. It held everything together. And he said it's the girdle of what? Truth. Truth. You need to know truth. He said, uh, you remember when, when he said about getting peace in, in Philippians? He said, uh, you know, be careful for nothing. Careful means anxious. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, right? And then he said, whatsoever things are true. Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good, report if there be any virtue, if there be any, y'all remember? But he started the list with whatsoever things are true. true. Now why, would he, why do you think in the armor of God, he would start out with truth? Because the devil is a liar. Huh. How do you defeat darkness? How do you defeat cold? With heat. So how do you defeat a lie? With truth. You know why the devil, you know why the devil gets so many baby Christians, immature Christians? Because they don't know the truth. There's something about the truth. I, I, I heard a, a little saying said, if you see two people arguing, neither one of them know what they're talking about. Because if just one knows the truth, he ain't going to argue about it. He ain't even going to get in the ring. Church, say amen. amen. So we start with truth. You need to know the truth. Whatever it is that your struggle is, what is the truth? Okay, I got this person at work and, and boy, it, 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 we're getting kind of close and there's kind of a, an emotional, emotional, yeah, but you're married. So the truth is, that there's a problem. The truth is not that she knows you and she, she understands you more than your spouse. See, that's a lie from Satan. Oh, but she just, she, you know, she just, my wife just don't get me. No, that's a lie. No, there's a problem here you need to fix. But the devil will tell you, oh, no, things will be so much better here. She, 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 that's not the truth. The truth is that's adultery. Y'all with me? All right. Now, so truth, truth. We start with truth. Whatever the situation you're dealing with, whatever the temptation is, whatever the, whatever the, 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 the fight is in that moment, what is the truth? All right. The breastplate of now, now the breastplate carry, covers the heart and the bowels, basically, which in, in the, the Jewish understanding, the heart would represent the mind and the thinking and the will. 
Because you know, he says in the heart, I will hide his word in my heart. Now, obviously it's not talking about the blood pumping organ. When we hide his word in our heart, it's talking about the mind. So he, when we say the heart, that's the mind and the will. And our bowels is our emotions. So, so what we are to protect are our mind and emotions. All right. How do we do that? With righteousness. What is righteousness? Right living. It's just every day. Watch this now. Every day, practical living in obedience to God's word. Doing what we know is right. Watch this now. Watch this. The, the, the righteous are what? Bold as a. But the wicked flee when no man. So what is what is one of the best defenses against Satan? Right living. What is what is the Bible say? Brother Travis, what does the Bible say? Satan is the blank of the brethren. Say it again. Accuser. But what if you don't have nothing to accuse? What if you don't have nothing to accuse? Isn't there a book in the Bible called Job? And he said, devil, where you been? Oh, I've been roaming to and fro in the earth. What's he been doing? Accusing. But but he missed one. See, y'all ain't even caught it yet. He's accusing the brethren. But he didn't accuse one. Because Jesus had to bring him up. Hast thou considered my servant Job? You're accusing Joe and Henry and, and Leroy and Cletus and Harold. You, you, you're accusing all. Well, what about old Joe? Why, why didn't he accuse Joe? Because the Bible says he was a righteous man. He eschewed evil. Preacher, what's one of the best defenses against the devil? Right living. Righteousness. Right living. Okay? Now, the gospel of peace. What is the gospel of peace? Now, is it, it isn't necessarily the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. The key word here is peace. What happened when you believed the gospel? You were at peace with God. Are y'all with me? Before we were enemies. Before we were at war with God. But the moment I believed in the gospel, I was at peace with God. I have confidence. Look what I wrote. Confidence of God's love for us and his commitment to fight for us. Preacher, what are you saying? I have peace and I have confidence in the middle of this fight. I know he's got my back. He's got my back. There was a, my, one of my dad's, one of my dad's best friends named Ronnie Ham. Ronnie Ham was in a class right beside my father's and there was a bully in the class with Ronnie and, and the bully stole, uh, uh, his buddy's, uh, I believe it was a pen or pencil and, and Ronnie went by and he was a big guy, big, big guy. And Ronnie went back and snatched it out and gave it back to his friend. He said, after class, it's me and you buddy. And he said, he said, I, I hurried up and got out of class first and I held that door and just as soon as he walked out, pow, I popped him. And he said he picked me up and slammed me to the ground. And he drew back. He said, about that time, 
your daddy kicked him right in the face. You know, the cane-waving preacher up here, y'all just so happy about? You know what he said? He said, I didn't have no problem facing that bully because I knew your dad was in the room next door. And my dad didn't need no invite to fight. You ever heard that phrase that he would fight at the drop of a hat? Dad would look for a hat to drop. You know what kind of confidence we can have in our fight against the devil knowing that God's got our back? I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Are y'all with me? Anyway, hurry, 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 hurry. Listen, the shield of faith. The shield of faith. It's basic trust. Say it with me. Basic trust in God. Believing God exists and rewards those who seek him. Now, here's the deal. Here's the deal. <laughs> I got to explain this. I got to explain this. There was two types of shields. There was two types of shields in the Roman army. There was a small shield that they would wear on their arm where their sword would be under and they would just fight in that hand-to-hand combat in the close. But then there was the big shield. It was like two and a half feet wide, four feet high. And they would sometimes interlock them and it would create a wall. It would create a wall, sometimes hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of yards long. And they would get behind them. And when they would shoot the arrow, that's the kind of shield he's talking about here. And in that behind that shield, there's no fighting going on. You're just holding on. Preacher, what are you saying? There's going to be times in your life Satan's going to come against you so hard that all you're going to be able to do is hunker down behind your faith and confidence that no matter what, God's got this thing and everything's going to be all right. Church, say amen. Amen. All right, hurry. Shield of faith. Shield of faith. Oh, man, we got to stop. All right, let me just give you the, the, the others, the others. Seek wisdom. All right, yes, seek. Seek. Salvation is not, not your, your salvation that washed your sins away. It's the salvation from this world. Okay, has everybody got that? The helmet of salvation. What keeps my mind clear is one day I know this is all going to be over. And obviously the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. Okay, now, seek. Seek, which means to... Pray. What are we seeking? Pray for wisdom. God, give me wisdom in this situation. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, which to giveth men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. You know what that upbraideth not means? This is really cool. You'll appreciate this. When you go to a parent and you've done something ignorant and you need their help, usually the parent's going to say, I told you. You'd have done what I said. I, all you had to do is listen. That's what upbraideth me. In other words, when we come to God, even though we were ignorant and did something stupid, God's not going to say, I told you. He's just going to give you the wisdom that you asked for. How many of y'all can appreciate that? Amen. Now, watch. Ask for wisdom. 
Ask for grace. Ask for grace. Hebrews 4.16. Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find find grace to help in the time of need. 1 Chronicles 4.10. Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed and enlarge my coast that thine hand might be with me and that thou wouldest keep me from that it may not grieve me. Watch what happened. And God... Granted him that which he... You don't think God's going to answer your prayer if you're begging him to keep you from evil? Amen. Now watch, testify. Seek, testify. T. Testify. We need to exalt Christ for the triumph. When we do come out on the other side, you need to give credit where credit is due. You need to remember it wasn't you 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our. 2 Corinthians 2, 14. Now thanks be unto God, which causes us to triumph in. Somebody say amen. amen. Psalms 47, 1. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Man, when you come out that thing, you need, you need to tell somebody. You need to praise and exalt Christ for the triumph. And then you can exhort Christians for their trial. You can exhort Christians for their trial. Look at this. I love this verse. 2 Corinthians 1, 3. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. Who com- why does he help us? Who comforts us in all our tribulation? Why does, he, why does he help us? That we may be able to comfort them which are in any By what? The comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of. And the Lord says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have thee, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, what? Now let me say this, stand up, stand up, so you know I'm done. So them nursery workers know I'm done. He said, I'm praying that your faith fail not. He was a, he, he was a saved man. When he said converted here, he's not talking about salvation. You know, sometimes you use the word conversion for salvation. That's not what he's talking about. The word converted here means to turn around. In other words, this is what, this is what he's saying. Now, Peter, you were doing really good because he made the confession when he said, who do men say that I am? We believe thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And he said, flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee, but my father, which is in heaven. Right. That was he. That was his confession. All right. He was a saved man, but he was going the wrong direction. Y'all with me? How many of y'all know you can be a saved man and go the wrong direction? Now, Jesus said, now, when you get straightened up, when you get turned back around going the way you're supposed to be, I want you to strengthen the brethren. So how did he strengthen the brethren? Guess who wrote? Be sober. Be vigilant. Because you, what's he doing? He's strengthening the brethren. God helped him. Satan had his teeth sunk in him. But God brought him through. And when he got turned around, he was able to give us something to fight the one who had his teeth sunk in him. 
He wrote, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion. He walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Whom? Resist. Hello. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying when God brings you through, you need to help somebody else get through. When God gives you victory, you need to help somebody else get victory. And all God's people see it. 